When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Sportfire, the sports comedy podcast that's looking for more commitment from Kyrie Irving. And ah, man, he set a small fire in the rec room. He's shattering my snow globes. I'm your host, Adam Weinerman. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, beating Shaq and Kenny to the monitor so I can draw a goldfish on it, and throwing my coach's challenge so the refs and I can watch Euphoria. Coming up in a bit, Allison Bowman with the first ever edition of Thoughts on Sports, a casual roundtable conversation about the weekend's action and some proposed rule changes. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. The Sacramento Kings are hiring Warriors assistant Mike Brown as their head coach, which seems like a bad fit considering he's already struggled to maximize the talents of just one king. A whole team of kings feels like an overload of kings. Brown actually coached the Warriors in Game 4's win after Steve Kerr tested positive for COVID. And just out of curiosity, has anyone tested Dylan Brooks? Brooks said if he could take back the flagrant foul that broke Gary Payton Jr.'s elbow, he would. But that's all behind us now. And by that, we mean Gary Payton Jr.'s bent-ass elbow. Sun star Chris Paul accused a fan of putting hands on his family during Sunday's Game 4 loss, but referee Scott Foster did not appreciate being called a fan. After the game, Paul tweeted, quote, Wanna find players for saying stuff to the fans, but the fans can put their hands on our families? Fuck that! Profanity like that is typically not tolerated by the NBA, but Commissioner Adam Silver believes Paul's playoff career has been punishment enough. Turned out the fan was a child and has been banned from attending Mavericks games until 2023. And next year, he'll be forced to watch from the no-touching section. Grizzly star John Morant was ruled out for the remainder of the playoffs with a bone bruise on Tuesday. But if he just waited one more day, he wouldn't have even had to tell anyone. He'd just be ruled out of the playoffs by the Grizzlies losing. Cowboys under Jerry Jones was in a minor car crash this past week. 
Jones walked away unscathed, but still offered the other driver a four-year $160 million deal. Jones was reportedly late to an event and rushing, making this yet another Cowboys car wreck caused by clock management. The New York Islanders have fired head coach Barry Trotz after four successful seasons. They'll be open to take the team to the next level with new head coach Barry Gallops. Gonna be playing at a whole different speed. The NCAA issued new guidelines for boosters attempting to pay players NIL money. Players are not allowed to speak with the boosters directly, but they can accept money from a booster's friend, Garrett. Tom Brady will join Fox Sports as a lead NFL analyst after his career wraps. Man, I can't wait to hear three hours of Tom's insights on the game, said the entire audience at a Heim concert. Brady's going to be incredible at coming up with jokes 38 minutes after the moment has passed once his team of writers finishes. Unfortunately, as soon as Brady finds success in the booth, he's going to leave his former partner. Pregnant. You know, some people say this show is almost exactly like the Bill Simmons podcast, mostly because we don't talk about Celtics Bucks until 80% of the way through if the team we like lost. So, that's it. The Montreal Canadiens have won the NHL's draft lottery and plan to select Chet Holmgren after assuming, based on name alone, that he's a hockey guy. Ohio State has landed a commitment from top 2024 QB Dylan Riola after a quick phone call from Garrett. And Genie Bus will reportedly look into everything to improve the Lakers this offseason, but will also lean on Phil Jackson and Magic Johnson. In a related story, Joe Biden will look into everything to reduce inflation, but yeah, he's just going to keep drinking that gasoline. And now, with a segment called Thoughts on Sports, name pending, first of many is Allison Bowman. Wait, so what are you saying about the conditions of the interview? They're awkward. So, so what did you what did you say before we even sat down? What did you say before that even happened? I said I wanted to do an interview style. <laughs> yeah, and then I sat across from you like an interview. Exact. What is interview style if not what we're doing right now? I'm looking you at you. Far too close to me. What What is interview style if not exactly what we're doing right now? I, I just maybe it's COVID, maybe it's me, but it. I'm just picturing like Barbara Walters and she's not usually sitting right on top of someone. And I'm not saying it, that you are on top of me. Let me be clear. It's just, no, it's fine. It's going to do. But I just expected a podcast host to take better care of his guests. That's all I have to say about that. I, this, you want me to take better care of my guests. You made that abundantly clear. You said that over and over again. First of all, you are the only guest I've ever had. Of my guests, who lives in the same apartment as me. So if the conditions are suboptimal, that falls on the shoulders of two people. No craft services. I, no hair and makeup. What do you think I provide I to, to provide my, my virtual guests? transportation from my desk to this interview setup. No craft services. Have you opened the fridge? I should not have to open the fridge. Someone should open the fridge for me and prepare a spread. Okay. Well, that's a fair thought and something I will adjust to in the future uh, when someone else comes over to the apartment to do a, a podcast appearance. But I didn't think I had to prepare uh, breads, light meats for someone who does reside in Ooh, this abode. Crudite would be nice. Not just for a guest who lives here, but a guest with some of the fewest credits of any guest I've ever had. Um, and I apologize for that shot, um, but I do think it's important. So let me introduce you, um, Allie. Thanks for joining me. 
Um, you're doing me a great service. You're welcome. Uh, uh, and I, I would like to just make a correction. I do have credits, just not in the podcast and entertainment space. Liz, can you list your awards very, very quickly? Yes. Um, I have an award where I won a one-holer golf tournament, um, and I have a trophy for that. That's probably the extent of my awards in sports. Not to say that I don't know a lot about sports. This is definitely my territory. Can you talk about some of your other awards? Didn't you win a Webby? I do have a Webby. Two. Um, thank you for your time. Were you thanking people for the applause or just for listening to a Webby recipient? I can't think of any other awards, but I think that's because I don't have them. That's okay, and that's totally fine. I just wanted to make it clear. So what we're doing here, Allie, you uh, are my fiancé, um, and we spend a lot of time together. But this weekend, we spent some time apart. As I told everybody on last week's episode, I was at my bachelor party. Uh, I was sort of in the woods. I wasn't really watching sports so much. I watched one Celtics game, I will say. Um, but I missed out on a lot of the breaking uh, breaking news in the sports world. Allie, though, uh, really helpful. Philadelphia native. Uh, we sent her to Philly for games three and four of Sixers Heat. Just a huge series. Uh, and she did not attend uh, or watch uh, neither of those things. But she was in the city of Philadelphia. And so I've enlisted her to help me out, fill me in on the weekend sports action. Specifically that series because that's where her allegiances lie. Uh, and remember, when you listen to this, she wanted to do this segment. Uh, this was a request from her, so this isn't something I'm telling her to do. She expressly wanted to do this. So, Allie, I did not watch these games. Uh, what did I miss in Sixers Heat? Just really quickly, Miami Heat is the other team. Yeah, the Miami Heat is the other team that the Sixers are playing in the playoffs. Thank you for confirming. Uh, a couple takeaways. I really like Joel Embiid. I thought his new costume was really lovely. New costume meaning what? Um, he had a lovely mask on. Uh, it was very reminiscent of when in elementary school I was taken to see the Phantom of the Opera. Um, we had seats behind a pole. It was really fun. So Joel Embiid looked like a pole. No, I did not say that. He looked like the Phantom. But I didn't not say that. Yeah, so you did. You were able to see both the Phantom and Joel. Um, so, I mean, did anything... Sorry, did anything occur in these games? Because it, it, that's just, it, you're giving me looks only. Definitely stuff happened. So I have to say there were a lot of whistles. I think that the refs are getting a little bit out of control. Um, I That's just a general comment about the National Basketball Association. Um, refs are, are getting a little bit power hungry, I think. Um, they're ready for their time in the spotlight. Uh, additionally, violence. It's definitely violent. And there were a lot of people fighting for the ball because they wanted the ball. That's how you score the points. Um, and that occurred over four quarters, which I thought was a long amount of time to be playing that amount of game. Um, their bodies are very, very durable to be doing that. In my opinion, if I was the head of the league, the president of the National Basketball Association, it would be one quarter. And those are my thoughts on the Philadelphia 76ers against the Miami Heat this past weekend. How long? So, you know, when you break up a game into quarters, you know, each quarter is a certain length of time. So, 
would presumably your one quarter would be shorter than the full length of the game, right? How long do you want the single quarter of basketball to be? Five, six minutes. Five, six minutes. A final score of <laughs> a maximum of like 19 to 15. Uh, the league's records tossed out the window. Uh, now the single game scoring record of 100 points from Wilt Chamberlain. No one will ever match that. It's very unlikely anyone will get past 16 again. Uh, a real pressure cooker. That guy is pushing 20 max. That's the world that you want to live in. Yeah, I think we just set new standards. Final score, the game seven of the finals, 15-12. That's actually, I do recall that. That's what the final score was. And so at the end of the 15-12 game, they interview the MVP and they go, well, you really busted it out there. You played the first four, subbed out for the next one, and then closed it out with a Bafo final minute. Take me through that buzzer beater uh, again at the six-minute mark to end a 15-12 game. That's the world you want to live in. Absolutely. And then think of all the time they'll have to explore other interests. Maybe they're painters. Maybe they're activists. Think about the world that we can live in and how much change could happen if these athletes just had more time on their hands. I don't know. I see. I don't like that point because we did actually see what that would look like this year. And it looked like Kyrie Irving's 2021-22. He had all the time in the world on his hands. And he breathed maskless on elementary school kids at an Indian reservation. Isn't he making a, an herbal vaccine, too? He's, you know, that's a, that's a great point. He promised us an herbal vaccine. And yet, six months later of, uh, of free time and no herbal vaccine. I so see it. I'm starting to think that may or may not have been a sham. I also like your theory where if the NBA finals ended at 8.30 p.m. instead of 11 p.m., the players from those games would go on to use that free time to create great paintings. What's wrong with more art? <laughs> Between the hours of 9 p.m. and 11 p.m., we're making good paintings. Honestly, I believe that Michelangelo also played basketball on the side. It's just not documented well because they didn't document. And I believe that Pablo Picasso also played basketball. I believe. I believe. And you know what? If you believe hard enough, it's a true historical fact. Just ask Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm -hmm. I, I won't. Um, she's on next week's episode. We're getting her a charcuterie plate. Um, so Joel Embiid was not named the MVP before game four of this series. That was kind of a big deal. A lot of people thought he might get it. Uh, and then a lot of people, uh, you know, on the other side of the equation, the basketball nerd community said, how can you deny Nikola Jokic this award? You know, stat nerds, all of his, you know, wins above replacement and things like that, blow Embiid's out of the water. Embiid doesn't win. How do you think that's going to affect his mindset for the rest of this series? Is that going to change the way he plays at all? Absolutely not. I think he is unbreakable. He has... He just might be the most broken singular NBA player. It's, but. it's all a farce. Nobody nobody knows Joel like I know Joel. And when we talk, he talks about how he doesn't like the reputation he's getting. And the mask that he's wearing, that is his true persona. And he he really feels that what, he's, what he is presenting now is... is really his coming into form and it's unfortunate that it came so late because they had already named the MVP yeah which was M MVP 
Yes, which was Allen Iverson. Oh, of course. And um, Allen, oh my gosh, he accepted that award so gracefully. It mm-hmm. was really nice. Um, he did win that award. Yes. In, in 2001, I think, or this year. This year. I, I mean, I did just say it was Nikola Jokic, but are you a Jokic fan? Do you, do you so do Isn't you side? Is that a tennis player? <laughs> That's Novak Djokovic. It's the same thing. Well, he won the MVP for tennis. Did you, do you side with the nerd community though? Do you think they have a point, the basketball nerds about his statistical viability or are you just hardcore anti, because obviously the Denver Nuggets didn't go very far this year. Embiid is still standing. The Nuggets are long ago eliminated. So how much, you know, can fancy passing and sort of efficiency matter in the grand scheme if Jokic's team can't win a title or can't really progress close? Two thoughts on that question. First and foremost, never not stand with nerds. They are my friends, my kindred spirits. I work with developers. I get them. You want a Webby? You might have heard. Um, I won too. Thank you. Um, second and second most, I've always thought that they should add chicken before nuggets. I think that's fun. Denver chicken nuggets or just chicken nuggets drop the city affiliation? Chicken nuggets, comma, Denver. Okay. So we're doing it like a last name in an invitation book Yeah. at this point. Um, that's great. I can't wait for the rest of the Sixers series. I can't wait to see if your predictions play out. Uh, if Allen Iverson really did accept the MVP before game four, which was meant for, again, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets and not Novak Djokovic of uh, not having the vaccine and playing tennis. Um, that wasn't the only sporting event of the weekend, though. 80 to one underdog Rich Strike won the Kentucky Derby. Uh, that's what I read. I, I didn't get to watch. Um, now, an 80 to one underdog winning the winning the Derby. I mean, that's basically unheard of. You, I, I don't know if you watched this. Um, let's say, let's say, you know, uh, what I don't understand from from looking at the paper is, it, it, was he really, you know, that bad a horse to be an 80 to one underdog, or was he underseated? Did did Vegas get this one wrong? Did they underestimate this very good horse? And, and what are your thoughts on this uh, incredible underdog horse? Oh no, he was a bad horse. Let me be clear, when that horse crossed the finish line, you should have seen how mean he was. I was appalled. He was supposed to be walking back with some type of pony. I don't really know how this stuff works, but... He, he was supposed to be walking back with a pony, yes. That happens. They, they gave him a pony as a gift. They said, you won the derby, You now you have a pony as a gift. There's like a pony that guides them, and all he wanted to do was fight it. Honestly, out of control... I think there needs to be more refereeing at the Derby. Get them out of the National Basketball Association. Get them into the Derby. That's necessary. And I just, he was a mean horse. And I do not think that he should have won. Let's strip him of his titles. For being mean. Yes. This is a sport of meanness, though. This is a sport where the jockeys are punching the horses in the face to get them to move faster. And they have little sticks. The horse can't fight back? No. Not at all. Okay, the horse can fight back. Against the man, though, not the pony he had as a prize. Oh, I just don't want violence at all. Maybe the event should be canceled. I think the, that is probably... You've made some outlandish points so far today. The, the Kentucky Derby should absolutely be canceled. It should not exist. 
Uh, I also think it is funny that you uh, focus on the refs in the in the Sixers series as you take another sip from your glass. Um, you focus on the refs in the Sixers series. They won those two games. So you're not in favor. You'd rather you care more about a sport not being physical than your own team winning in, in the NBA playoffs. Is that where your priorities lie? I care about integrity and I care about peace. Um, I'm a pacifist. I'm not sure if you could pick that up. Um, this is good wine, by the way. Um, and I just want to make sure that the game remains intact so that it doesn't become an all-out bloodbath when we reduce it to five, six minutes. I That's actually a great point because too often at the ends of games, these scrums can be very damaging anyway. And so if you've got guys going for the ball, doing a little eye gouge, uh, everybody on the floor doing rubbing, you know, you, you do want to keep that uh, relatively in line, especially with so little time on the clock. No one's going to foul out, right? We only have six minutes. So never say never. It's going to be so rare, though. So people are going to try to use as many fouls as they can because with the time on the clock, everybody's got six fouls to work with. Six minutes. We'll have to calibrate the fouls. I think this you've raised a very valid point. And as commissioner, I'm a smart man. I will take that into consideration. You are now the commissioner. That is what you are. Uh, speaking of new job titles, another thing I missed that you, I think, are all over uh, because I know you. You read the old gray lady like a fox scanning it. That's I have the New no York idea Times. What these words mean. That's the New York Times. You scan the newspapers. You're you're all up in the queries and the headlines. Tom Brady got a new job uh, after retirement. I'm not sure what that entails. Uh, I heard he's making a lot of money doing it. What's what's Tom Brady gonna be up to after he retires? I think he's doing the announcer thing. I read this on the Twitter. and The old gray lady. I think it's the old blue lady. And I don't know if Elon Musk's a lady or a robot. Um, so this Tom Brady thing, I think, is a great example of how if you've reduced the time of the sport, they'll have so much more time off the field to be to, for to be other activities and they can really diversify their time. So I think Tom Brady is really paving a way for the new era of sports. Hashtag TV 12. That's a really good point because he is about to make, uh, and how much money is he making, by the way, for this new job? $15 an hour. <laughs> he's being paid hourly and he's only going to work like, he's only going to work three hours a week. So I guess not much, honestly, in the grand scheme of things. But this, you're, you do bring up a good point. This is a skill Tom Brady currently does not have, right? Uh, much like children who we send to a trade school to learn how to buff automobiles. Tom Brady doesn't know how to talk extraneously about football for three hours at a time every given Sunday. And he's never had the chance to learn because he's, you know, nose in the playbook, nose to the grindstone, private workout with Julian Edelman, uh, leaving his pregnant wife. You know, these are all the things that take up the time in a man's day. Uh, he never had he never learned how to speak. Uh, into a microphone and prepare notes and, and do he can't talk at all which is cr literally not at all think of a time you've heard Tom Brady talk you actually didn't you did not hear him speak you thought you did but you didn't uh, so very good point because you know he's got free time to pursue these endeavors I don't know if this is something he's long lusted after or not again lusted after like Giselle when he had a different pregnant woman who he was in a relationship with um, but if he had he, he wouldn't have had the time to get these skills in line and now he's being paid $15 an hour minimum wage, not that much, not a lot of coin, uh, but he is being paid money to do something he has no prior preparation and, and has no ability to do, as, as far as I know. Yes. 
Yeah, there was really no question there. I was just kind of tossing it to you for fun. Um, Allison, is there anything else, you know, you wanted to, this is like, a, you. what's the name of this segment, by the way? What did you want to call this? Oh, I forget. Thoughts on sports. Thoughts on sports. I, those are, that's all I wanted to talk to you about. You did a great job filling me in on things that I missed. I feel like, gosh, I feel like I know it better than if I'd even watched it. And spoiler alert, I did watch some of it. Is there anything else you want to talk? Do you have any other thoughts on sports you want to address during your time on the air? You always say, and you say this literally every day, and I cannot stop you. Why hasn't Fansided interviewed me yet? You say this constantly. I almost wish you would stop, but I can't stop you from you know living your truth. And and the answer is now they have, and, and they are right now. So is there anything else you'd like to say in thoughts on sports before we cut off today's first of many segments? Um, I'd like to promote my upcoming thoughts on hockey. Um, I have to say I love the fanfare and the drama. Um, so I'll just leave that as a little teaser uh, and hope that I'm invited back. Hopefully you've worked out your kinks with the guest guest, uh, you know, preparation. Um, maybe you'll actually make a green room next time. Um, and then this room is green. Sure. And I also want to promote my upcoming movie. Pokemon 2, um, coming to theaters this summer. Check it out. Detective Pokemon? No, it's just Pokemon. Very cool. Allison, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I finally feel like I understand sports. That's it for this week's segment. Please join me next week when I have my second ever in-person guest over at the studio. Marjorie Taylor Greene will be dropping by to talk about the economic impact of the All-Star Game leaving Atlanta. And she's going to put some Waffle House grits in her mouth, and in her nostrils. Stay tuned for that. Allison Bowen, everybody. Go watch her Pokemon movie. And now, my final flame. The sporting universe has been rocked to its core this week with an event that makes you question whether it's even worth joining the business. Yes, the rumors are true. Barstool Rhea and Marty Mush are together, leaving PMT producer Hank high and dry. And my faith in journalism has been shaken to its core. I ask, where is the integrity? Rhea made a solemn vow when she and Hank ended their courtship not to date co-workers. And yet, here we are, and she's being photographed cheek to cheek with Marty in the rain. Sure, Marty's technically the stooge of the crew and my worst friend, but he's still technically a co-worker. Rhea must pay for her transgressions. But then again, is this really any of my business? Yes, it is. Next question. Oh, and then there's the burner accounts. Dave Zucker, he's a fan, threatened to reveal all the Barstool employees' Reddit and Twitter accounts over the course of the day. Can you say, Juicy Goss? Who's been saying less than savory words about their deskmates, water cooler amigos, and microphone saliva swappers for years upon years upon eons upon eons? Is it possible Big Cat has trolled KFC under shrouded darkness? I am 53 years old. I wonder, where is El Presidente Dave Portnoy on all of this? He tweets both Rhea and Hank's personal business to the world for sport, yet does he lean in either direction? If Dave had his druthers, would he ignore the madness, or would he book Rhea and Hank and Marty together on a three-way pizza review for the ages? And who would take the one singular bite? These are the questions I ask myself, as my ex-wife Brettany asked me to come into the other room to sign the form. 
In the end, this earth-shattering day is about far more than Rhea, Hank, Marty, or even the core PMT group of hosts. It's about whether the dynamic of the whole organization will come clattering down after such a world-class betrayal. It's about whether the power of Tom Brady and Julian Edelman's tweets is enough to defend the wall. But most importantly, it's about whether this devilish hybrid of the Howard Stern Show and Big Brother can continue evading cancel culture until we all find out whether or not Marty has that good D. I am 54 years old. My birthday was during this monologue. Godspeed, gentlemen, but not Rhea. How I loathe you. My thanks to Allison Bowman, of course. See you next Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.